Welcome to Working Matters. I'm Claudia Rempel. And I'm Carl Edwards. Join the conversation on the web at boldenterprises.com. Well, we are already on our last week of avoiding success for fears that hold us back. That's right. We've been talking about some kind of common fears that we may have in pursuing a promotion or a step up. And today we're talking about the fear of not being liked. And the great thing about the way we're approaching these series is we don't even recognize ourselves that we're facing fears. We just find ourselves going from a situation where we feel ready and wanting to be have more responsibility, get that promotion, change jobs, to one of talking ourselves out of it. And so this week, the reason that we talk ourselves out of it is that one of the realities that's in goes with leadership and management and it's complicated decisions is that it ends up that some people are not very happy with you. Now, what do you think it is? Do you think it's because um, we just expect our bosses to be people who kind of, you know, make decisions for us and, you know, like we want that kind of boss that we think a good boss is a boss that makes us happy. Well, we know we're unhappy with our current boss and so we think... You know, good decisions will result in positive feedback. But we also know that, you know, there's diversity of opinion on, you know, what things will involve. And if a decision involves, you know, maybe one team having to pick up more of the workload than they currently on, then those may not be happy people, even if that is the best decision possible. So all of a sudden, if you're the person who's going to be making that decision and, you know, you believe in your heart of hearts that that's what needs to happen, you know, you're going to have an unhappy group of people on your hands. And so, again, you know, we don't initially view that as our next challenge, which is a positive thing. We view that as kind of this, oh my gosh, you know, I'm going to be the next hated boss that they all go to their, you know, after work parties and complain about. And we don't want to be that person because we just were critiquing the previous person ourselves. You know, we need to be liked. That's normal. We want to be appreciated and have our decisions, you know, praised. Thank goodness you're here. Finally, somebody who knows what they're doing. Thank you for leading us. We'll do anything you say because you're reasonable and fair and smart and decisive and for us. You know, that's just not how reality plays out. And so some of us need other people to like us more than we know we need it. Well, I guess it's hard to admit. And so that's why we're bringing it up. So what's going on is not that we feel like we don't, oh, I'm not going to be liked. You know, very few people think that. So what we're saying is if you're coming up with a reason to decline a promotion, one of the things to explore is, is one of the things that's coming up, this awkward place of being the decision maker that will result in a lot of people maybe even organizations like the union or um, a different group, a different division, being upset with you. You know, is the sale force going to, you know, rebel at the, the new goals that you set? Is the, you know, production team going to, you know, slow things down because the schedule, you know, that you have changed and, you know, sped up their timetable is unfair, even if it's necessary? Well, and I imagine too that it isn't um, it isn't easy to be the person that says no or to be in a more nuanced position, particularly if you're being promoted from within an organ, you know, an mm-hmm. organizational structure, and you've been everybody's mm-hmm. friend and coworker, and you know, we're able to just accommodate people. 
and now you're going to have to be the person who makes other decisions that they're not necessarily aware of, but that do impact them. Exactly. And so part of them is just reacting out of how it's impacting them. The unpleasant part of it, it is, you know, it's not going to be fun to have to speed up your production schedule. The other part of them is, is viewing you through the crystal clear clarity through which you critiqued your predecessor. You liked all those C's, Jameer. Yeah, I did, and I couldn't even come up with another one on the fly there. The, um, so that you, know, you just have spent your career so far seeing clearly from you know, the grandstand what the, your predecessor should have been doing. So part of you knows that people are you know, judging you by that same unfair standard of you know, being in the real situation, facing the real nuances of what's, you know all the possibilities are. And so that's, you know, that's rough. And it's just not a fun position. Well, if you've had any sort of experience with our podcast, if you've listened to your podcast, I can guarantee that you are going to be a better leader in the first place. Because one of the things we, we've talked about is when you are in a position of leadership and you have that responsibility, you set the tone for what you want decisions and hard things to look like. And if that's something that you're communicating with your team, it doesn't have to be like you have the opportunity to make this a different sort of space for the people you work with. So even if you make a hard decision, it's not about being liked, but you know that your team knows it's the best decision to make based on certain circumstances. Exactly. And I don't know why we do it, but you know, we feel that it's going to play itself out like it did before we were in that position. But there's one thing that's radically different now, and that's that we're the one in that position, which is what you just pointed out. The whole process, whatever we're facing, is going to be dealt with differently because we're the one dealing with it. So to expect that the the bad things that are going to happen to the predecessor or to your spouse or to a friend where they had a similar set of responsibilities is just an unfair way to compare yourself because you are going to address it differently. And that is, again, what's exciting about your professional challenge. So that is not your fate. Your fate is not to be hated. Your fate is not to be blamed. Your fate is not to, you know, lose out before you even start because you get to be in there. So you have a lot of options for how you communicate difficult, painful decisions that, you know, may not eliminate the disappointment, but may, you know, play itself out differently than people just rebelling against you and, and, you know, having an immature response like slowing down or not cooperating. Well, and I guess ultimately what we're saying is if you're ready, then don't hold yourself back. Exactly. Don't be the one that sabotages your own professional development. That's the only point we're trying to make. It's, you said it so well. It's, we're not saying promotion's good for you. We're not saying you should go up the ladder. You're saying it. You're both saying it's time, and then, but you're behaving in ways that are holding, you know, holding back and finding reasons not to take the new job or the promotion. And so the wisdom that you know, comes out of the thinking we've been doing over the last five weeks is this being attentive to the ordinariness, the complete ordinariness of the things we're feeling and facing and taking away their negative power by you know, coming to terms with just how normal we are and everyone is and how ordinary these complicated situations are and so that we can go ahead even if all of a sudden maybe we don't feel as prepared as we thought we were or you know, step into the less than favorable context than we would have liked to have and embrace that set of challenges. And that's 
you know, that's, again, I think enormously exciting. You know, give yourself a high five for being not totally prepared and competent, but being totally ready and going ahead and taking the step. Well, we, we'd love to hear from you if this has really resonated for you, for you or listener in any way. If you're going to take your next challenge, if we'd encourage you to be the, the one that participates in your own life and development. And that's part of what we like to talk about is that we don't, we don't build our professional development with excuses. Here's reality. You know, if you're ready for change, if you're ready for more responsibility and management, you're ready for a world that will consist of situations where you don't perform. And there will be situations where you're held responsible for things that are outside of your control. You will be used and exploited. There are no guarantees. People will not like you. They will not be happy with your decisions. They will fight you. And as horrible as all those sound, you're ready for them. You are. That is your new reality. It is ordinary. To have them not be attractive is normal. You're a healthy person. Do not be attracted to those things. And it is what leadership and management is all about. So go for it. Don't let them be excuses that hold you back because we need your energy, your wisdom, your genius, your um, whole way of relating to people. And it's time. Go for it. Well, thanks for joining us. That concludes our series on avoiding success. And you are welcome on the blog anytime at boldenterprises.com. We're always looking for blog ideas and podcast ideas. So if there's something you want to hear us talk about, then send us a note and uh, we'd love to consider it. See you next time. This podcast is a Bold Enterprises production.